Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to a special bonus edition of the one and only Rock and Wrestling Podcast. It's WrestleMania week, so I figured throw you a little bonus podcast action, and I've got a special guest for today. It's none other than Davey Boy Smith Jr. Uh, sat down with him earlier in the week, and we talked all about uh, what he's got going on with MLW and the Battle Riot this coming, well, today, Friday, as this airs, uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony with his, with his uncle, Jimmy the Anvil, and Bret Hart, uh, the Legacy, the New Heart Foundation, some of his influences, all good stuff. So wanted to, to pop this out for you as a special bonus episode, as I mentioned on the last bonus episode last month, that there would be uh, one bonus month, one bonus show, Per month, we did the top 20 Motley Crue songs as uh, the bonus episode for, for March, and I figured this would be a good bonus episode based on the fact of, as I've mentioned before on the show, I always pre, pre-tape, well, trying to find the words there, pre-tape my interviews, and sometimes they sit in the can for maybe just a few days, maybe a couple weeks sometimes up to a month and a half to two months. And we talked a lot about WrestleMania and WrestleMania week. So I felt it was uh, apropos, as you could say, to get this out and uh, have it be fresh and have it be current. You know, I didn't think it would really fit to sit on it for a month, month and a half. And we're talking about things that, that already happened. And I feel like sometimes interviews, guys want to talk about what they've got going on. Currently, sometimes it works in the benefit because it may be a tour and maybe something that's going on for a long period of time. But WrestleMania is only one time a year, so I felt that this would be a great, great opportunity to air a bonus episode, and this time with a guest. So I'm looking forward to everybody hearing that. I'm hoping everybody's enjoying the current episode, uh, the regularly scheduled episode uh, from this past Wednesday, the WrestleMania preview with Matt Coon. If you haven't checked that out, that's a great way to get yourself prepped for WrestleMania Sunday. But you can also keep up on all things with the podcast over at Nick's RW Podcast on Twitter, Rock and Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, 
Nick's Rock and Wrestling Podcast. You can go support it as well over at patreon.com slash rwpodcast and get your official merchandise at rockandwrestlingpodcast.com. But without further ado, I'm going to stop the chit-chatting and we're going to get into it with Davey Boy Smith Jr. Now, he signed at the beginning of the year an exclusive contract with MLW, so we got into all of that. There's got the New Heart Foundation with him, Brian Pillman Jr., and Teddy Hart. We talked a little bit about his family's legacy, his dad, goals, everything going on, his time in New Japan, and we covered a whole a bunch of topics in this little half hour interview so like I said it was current it's up to date I wanted to get it out really to to support it for for Wrestlemania week since that's what we spent most of the time talking about what he's got going on this coming coming week so without further ado Davey Boy Smith Jr. All right I want to welcome to uh the the Rock and Wrestling Podcast uh one half of the MLW Tag Team Champions, a member of the New Heart Foundation, uh, a big, big star. I mean, literally a second-generation star. It's a pleasure to have him on, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Uh, thank you for joining me and taking the time out of what's going to be a, a busy week for you in WrestleMania week. Oh, you're welcome. It is my pleasure. <laughs> so I wanted to start uh, at the beginning of... 2018 here you just signed a multi-year deal with mlw so i wanted to start there and ask you about why mlw why was that the right fit to sign the big multi-year deal with them uh yeah for sure um so i've had a uh a long history of working with court bauer um dating back to about 2004 and um that was uh the first mlw and myself and T.J. Wilson at the time, uh, we were the Stampede Bulldogs and Teddy Hart, Jack Evans, uh, myself, T.J. Wilson, and I think we were even trying to get Roderick Strong and someone else on board for the new Hart uh, Foundation at the time. Um, unfortunately, MLW had uh, closed its doors uh, for the company at the time, but I still always kept in touch with Court. And then we worked a little bit together in WWE in about 2006 or 2007 when he was there. Um, and then uh, when he restarted MLW, um, he contacted me and he gave me, uh, you know, he said that he was going to give me a really big opportunity. And so far he has. And it's um, it's been a great experience so far. And Teddy Hart and myself have been uh, really on fire as of late in uh, MLW. And, uh, you know, Court gave me uh, his word that he would give Teddy and I an opportunity. And that's all that I really ask for is, um, you know, people can certainly give you the push and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But you really want to just have all I ask for for any company is the opportunity and a chance to get over. And then after that, it's up to you. And so far, Teddy and I, we've grabbed the ball and we've been, you know, we've been running with it pretty good. So... Um, I'm happy to be on board with MLW, and I hope that uh, we continue to go higher and higher, and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully a long future with them. Yeah, well, you guys are doing phenomenal work, you and Teddy, and then you also have Brian Pellman Jr. kind of tagging along, too. Talk a little bit, obviously, you know, you have such a legacy in the business with with the family and wanting to do kind of a different 
Heart Found, you know, New Heart Foundation. Do you ever look back at what the original Heart Foundation is and say, you know, maybe we could use that in maybe a promo segment or a match? Do you ever go back and watch old and you know, let's take that, but let's update it to what the Heart Foundation is today? Ah, uh, yeah, I sort of have. Um, you know, it's like it, I haven't we haven't necessarily done anything similar yet, like as far as. Um, uh, you know, what was done in the past, but, um, you know, I certainly, I've, I've got a very good memory of what happened in the past with the Heart Foundation and, uh, you know, different planners and stuff that they, they had done, but, um, you know, it's a little bit of a different time now, so Teddy's come up with some different ideas for promos. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I suppose we have, but we haven't, we just must not necessarily have copied anything, uh, for, you know, backstage promo segments or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's definitely a possibility to, to do that in the future. Yeah, well, like I said, you guys do great work. I mean, you just you won the tag team titles from the Lucha Bros. Uh, you know, you got some, there's great talent in MLW, not just you guys up and down the card from low-key to filthy Tom Lawler. Who are some guys that you've worked with so far that have been really good and some guys you look forward to working with soon? Um, yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, you know what? I worked with Loki a little bit in the past, and of course he was a, uh, he's a friend of mine, and he was a former, uh, training and sparring partner of mine at Dave Batista's MMA gym in, in, uh, Tampa, Florida, his Gracie gym he had. So we have a lot of history. I think Loki is, um, a very, very exceptionally talented individual, and hopefully I can get a chance to, um, do some singles competition with him eventually, or perhaps in a tag team match, or you know whatever the situation uh, that might be presented. On um, Filthy Tall Lawler, I have not um, wrestled yet professionally, but I've grappled with him at his gym, and he's a uh, he's a great fighter, and uh, certainly he's really coming along in the pro wrestling ranks as well. So I'm looking forward to hopefully getting the opportunity to uh, mix it up in there with him a little bit. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of other guys over there that are that are really awesome, that are really coming along. Um, uh, you know, so far, like Teddy and I, we had a pretty interesting match with the Lucha Brothers. I like the uh, the last tag team match that just aired with um, myself and Teddy versus MJF and uh, Holiday. I thought that it was, it was a good, um, I thought it had a good old school kind of feel to it. And Teddy, uh, you know, he did a really good job with uh, with how he presented himself in the match, and I think that it was a a very believable storyline. And um, you know, it doesn't have to be things don't have to be so complicated; they should just be more basic and more solid. You know, so I think that that's what that match was. Yeah, and uh, we have another six man tag coming up too with them and uh, Alex Hammerstone. Yeah, well, you bring up a great point about simplicity, and that's what I love about MLW and what you guys do is it's, it's just simple, and especially because sometimes you can overload, overthink it, and it's just an hour each week on BN Sports, and that's what I really really enjoy is it's, it's simple. You don't overthink. It's not overthought sometimes. Yeah, you know, and um, the thing is, is that everybody, and I don't want to um, – impede on anybody or, uh, you know, be too critical of anybody, but, you know, and, it, and it's, and it's, uh, it's a good attitude to have because everybody wants to do more and they want to, 
uh, you know, sort of complicate things and make it like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, and say for instance, sometimes, sometimes the average wrestling fan or viewer, um, sometimes when it's too complicated, they can't really understand what the whole story is or you need, um, you need to do, uh, I, well, the, basically the bottom line is it's quality over quantity is what, is what I'm trying to say. So, you know, it's uh, really quality stuff that you really want to present to the fans. And sometimes, you know, the average human mind, it only can absorb so much stuff. And when it's too complicated, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. So you have to be able to pace yourself in a match where, you know, where to slow things down, where to speed things up. You know, have sort of like if you were to draw on a whiteboard, uh, you know, like, you know, the ups and downs and then where the match goes kind of for straight for a while. And then it goes and then it spikes back up high. So you need to learn how to do that. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what I think is important is, is, uh, is simplicity, but quality over quantity for sure. Ah, absolutely. Uh, so being with MLW, you're getting, you know, more, I want to say more, but you know, the stateside exposure because you were in new Japan for, for many years um, how has it how has it been? Obviously, being on you know a national TV where you were in New Japan during a time where they didn't they're not making a U.S. push. Can you kind of compare the difference between what you're doing now with MLW compared to what you were doing with New Japan? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely like the way that MLW is presenting the Heart Foundation so far, and they've given us a lot of TV time and exposure in the U.S., which has been really great because. Um, I've been kind of out of sight, out of mind to the typical average North American wrestling fan that has, that doesn't necessarily watch a whole lot of New Japan pro wrestling, but maybe knows that I'm over there. So, um, unfortunately New Japan hasn't really publicized me enough in the States and themselves actually, but they're, um, starting to change that to doing more stuff over the, in the U S now. And I hope that that continues, but, um, you know, that was another reason why I signed with MLW is because of their TV deal that they have with BN Sports. And I looked at it as a really good opportunity to start um, getting my face out there again in the United States because, you know, obviously there's a lot of great um, independence and stuff I've worked for in the States, but unfortunately a lot of that doesn't get televised or broadcasted. So um, MLW for sure has been has been more advantageous as far as um, USA TV exposure goes as, as opposed to New Japan. But uh, New Japan's, you know, a, a great company to work for, and I've been getting uh, lots of um, good exposure in the country of Japan. But So I hope that uh, they continue to come back over to the States more often. Yeah, it, yeah. For I think you brought up a great point. The average North American wrestling fan wasn't, you know, you were kind of out of sight, out of mind. And now with MLW, you're really, you know, one of the featured stars. You and Teddy are, you know, kind of I want, you know, part of the centerpiece that's growing MLW because you guys have been doing phenomenal work and really helping MLW grow. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, so I wanted to also, also talk about, uh, obviously, because it is WrestleMania week and you guys have got Battle Riot coming up, but I wanted to mention, you know, obviously the original Hard Foundation going into the Hall of Fame. I just wanted to touch real briefly on, on your thoughts on that with them going into the Hall of Fame. Just a few thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's, it's really awesome um, to see what my Uncle Jim Neidhart, uh 
the Anvil getting inducted this year and uh, Uncle Brett, you know, being the one to induct him. Um, I'm definitely glad I'm going to be down there that weekend. I will be in attendance uh, to see the presentation and, uh, you know, it would be nice to see um, a lot of the family members there as well. My whole family, unfortunately, couldn't make it down this year, but Brett and his kids and uh, some other family members are going to make it, so uh, it's really awesome, you know, and uh, a good way to um, honor the Anvil for all of his, uh, you know, work he did and, and time he spent in the company. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's too bad that he didn't get inducted while he was still alive because I think he wanted to see that. Um, but I don't know why they waited so long or waited until, you know, maybe they were planning on inducting him this year and unfortunately he passed away before that happened. But, um, Certainly now is better than never, right? But, uh, you know, it's too bad he didn't get inducted while he was still alive. Yeah, it would have been cool to see him get that for him being alive. And I would just want to mention, since I have you on the show, I'm a big proponent of, of your dad one day going in because he he's, he is one of my all-time favorites because I grew up on him in the, in the 90s age, not him as a singles wrestler, and I thought he was just awesome. So I really hope one day he does get in there too. Yeah, certainly. Uh, myself, you know, I, I, I 100% agree with you on that. So um, I want to talk, obviously you're doing so much work with MLW. Obviously you guys have Battle Riot coming up. Talk a little bit about Battle Riot because it's kind of a unique show that you guys do do with Battle Riot. Uh, yeah, you know what? There's 40 uh, participants in the Battle Riot. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going in there to win it, you know. Uh, hopefully I do. <laughs> Um, it'll be, uh, you know, I think that it's pretty interesting cause it's, um, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot like, uh, the, you know, original Royal Rumble, which is always exciting to see. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, a lot of unique stuff can, can happen in a, in a battle Royal or Royal Rumble type match. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I see that there's a lot of guys in there like Dan Severn, uh, Minoru Tanaka is coming in for it, and for those uh, listeners that don't know, Minoru Tanaka was actually a former tag team partner of mine. Um, for my first tour of New Japan Pro Wrestling when I was 19 in uh, 2005. Wow, that's... And uh, he's a really awesome... Yeah, he's a really awesome submission specialist. If uh, anybody wants to go onto YouTube, I think there's a really good match on there with him and Kajiri. They should go and check out. And uh, he's got a phenomenal flying armbar and uh, a really great pro wrestler and a super nice guy as well. Um, so, you know, there's guys like that that hopefully I can get in there and mix it up with. Um, you know, there's, of course, the MLW entire roster and many other guys that are, you know, it should be uh, a lot of fun and, you know, it's live on TV. So I hope I get the opportunity to go in there and, and win. You know, that'll be a... Uh, a really great thing for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling. Fingers crossed, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, pull, yeah. I'm pulling for you because that was kind of leads into my next little topic is kind of you know what are some of your goals as obviously signing this this multi year deal at the beginning of the year. What are you, some of your major goals with MLW? Obviously, you're a tag team champion already. You're gunning for winning the battle riot, but what are some of the long term and short term goals you have in mind for with MLW? Um, you know, to continue to publicize and um, give exposure uh, 
to myself and Teddy Hart and Brian Pillman Jr. at the New Heart Foundation. Uh, you know, I really want to show the fans a lot of great uh, lesson that I can do. And hopefully, um, you know, I can be put in in longer type match scenarios where I can, I feel that I can shine at my best. Um, and the, the names I mentioned earlier, like Loki and Filthy Tom Lawler, uh, I would like to get in there and mix it up with eventually. And, uh, you know, hopefully MLW brings in more guys like Merrill Tanaka that are, are fresh faces uh, and uh, certainly, you know, great hands to have for a wrestling company like that. Um, you know, so I, I hope uh, eventually I can get a shot at the uh, MLW Heavyweight Championship as well. That's a, uh, a goal that I have as well. Yeah, that that would be that'd be super cool. I think... You know, have Davy Boy Smith Jr. rocking the MLW title. I'm I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, and you know, myself and Teddy, we've been um, discussing and and playing, uh, you know, with a lot of different ideas as far as um, merchandise goes. And we're uh, trying to start up our own clothing line right now. Uh, we get a lot of nice tracksuits made from China, and uh, my wrestling gear is from China as well. In case anybody was wondering. So, um, you know, we're trying to work on getting something uh, going with that as well and get something trademarked and hopefully something that the fans can all wear and uh, be able to show themselves off as well and, and be able to uh, help promote our brand, you know. So, that, uh, thankfully, with MLW's TV deal with DN Sports, we can uh, publicize that and, uh, you know, I think that'll be really cool and a, a unique thing. Uh, Teddy's got a lot of great ideas for for uh, outfits and stuff, and uh, we're gonna we're looking forward to uh, getting something to debut like that this year. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, you just posted uh, a few days ago on Twitter your, your some new gear that looks so awesome, and it has the little the bulldog on it, the gold gear, the shoes. So I got that is some cool gear. Yeah, you know what? Just just wait until you see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's gonna be it's gonna be something else. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I and I think that's awesome to kind of start a clothing brand and being able to to publicize that. And, you know, and pro wrestling so different today than obviously it was. You know, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. Talk a little bit. You know, in your eyes, the health of pro wrestling and how it's changed, even in the last five, six years. Um, well, you know, I think that it's, uh, really great to see the popularity of the independence that's, uh, sort of spiked over the last five to 10 years. Um, you know, which is really cool. Uh, you know, it's good to see that there's, looks like there's some new healthy, good competition with AEW possibly coming up for WWE and MLW coming back and, uh, New Japan. Um, certainly being strong as well. Uh, you know, always it's healthy to, and good to have uh, competition for wrestling companies within each other. Like when WWF and WCW had the, the ratings war, every single week there was a lot of cool stuff, and, you know, it was always exciting to see what was going to happen next. And uh, when WCW and ECW went under, I thought that um, wrestling in the States was kind of... Uh, a little bit of a downfall was kind of dead, you know, which was uh, too bad to see. Um, but, you know, that's why, I, I, like I said, it was good to see that the independents are going pretty strong. Um, 
and in their own homes, and uh, more independent companies can can keep growing, and uh, you know, guys can keep getting better. And you know, unfortunately, the territory days are kind of a uh, thing of the past, but you know, the independents are are going pretty strong. So hopefully, it continues to go like that, and I hope that uh, more guys can come up and you know be taking the business more seriously as far as taking themselves seriously and be professionals in the ring and, uh, you know, go to the gym and train hard and, and learn how to really work their craft and, um, be really solid in there. And you can be stiff in there too, but it's more important to be solid in there, you know, and, uh, um, hopefully guys can, uh, uh, improve themselves in that way. Cause sometimes I think that there's a lot of, silly sloppy stuff that goes on in the independence that uh, is kind of unfortunate, but there's not enough leaders out there anymore that haven't been already taken by WWE or other places to, to show them how to do things right. So, you know, but, uh, but a lot of these guys in the independence, they are trying hard. I give them an A for effort as far as that goes. Well, you, you, and, you, uh, you bring up, but, you know, it's good. Yeah, you bring up a great point about being, you know, smooth in there, and that's what I enjoy about you watching you and Teddy on MLW. You guys are so smooth and fluid. It's like it's almost like it's it's second nature to you guys. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Um, you know, one advice I can give to people, you know, as far as in the business goes. Uh, technique wise, you want to get your technique and, uh, your skills down so good that you couldn't screw it up even if you tried, you know what I mean? So that's, uh, that's where you know that you've, you've, uh, you're you're getting somewhere with it. You don't have to think about uh, technique too hard. You just, you do it. So you should come second nature like that. And thank you, uh, very much for that encomium. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's what I like. It's it's smooth and like I said, it's it's cool, you know. To see the new Hart Foundation kind of having a rebirth, especially on on national TV, and obviously MLW. You mentioned, you know, there's there's been a, there's a lot of independents out here in the states. Has you know being with MLW and being on that TV has that helped your independent bookings in terms of just not necessarily the amount, but getting better ones now that you're on national TV. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to be different uh, and be unique and be, um, you know, uh, do things that works good for them in the ring. So, for instance, my uncle Brad Hart, I thought that he did a lot of, uh, I mean, his his work was great. Like a lot of the stuff he did, he punched a certain way that was different than, say, Shawn Michaels' punches, but they were both uh, great. Uh, the way that they threw their punches, but it was just different. So people should um, learn how to specify and specialize their technique yeah. in such a way like that instead of doing all these uh, silly horseshit chops and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, they, should, they should learn how to, how to throw a proper punch and a proper stomp right in an uppercut. You know, um, but, uh, you know, hopefully they will uh, learn and and I encourage guys always, if, if they're able to learn or, t- or take, um, you know, go to seminars of guys that come around, you know, it's always worth your while. And uh, you never know, you may pick up one or two things that the guy says or a technique that, 
that uh, you take away from it. And that's that's the point, you know. So I encourage everybody to want to be eager to learn. Yeah. Well, you bring up a great point, and obviously you're one of the veterans in MLW. Do you, you know, ever lend advice to some of the younger wrestlers that that the company has and say, hey, maybe try this or try that because you have so much experience, you know, worldwide? Oh, yeah, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I, I always, I'm happy to offer advice if anybody ever asks, but you can always lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's up to them. But but I'm, of course, always happy to offer any advice or opinions. And I think that uh, uh, whatever I would have to say is, is uh, pretty much as good as anybody else's, uh, what, what they would say, or usually be about the same as, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, another another guy that's really good, that's really awesome, that's come on board now that I'm excited to work with uh, is Jim Cornette. You know, I think that he's a he's got a great, brilliant mind for the business, and uh, I think that he certainly has a lot to offer uh, for MLW, both as a commentator and hopefully as a uh, with the backstage uh, producing as well. He's uh, definitely a, a, a real gem out there. So. Looking forward to working with Jim as well. Yeah, that, it's, it's it's great to hear and have Jim involved in, in a company because, like you said, he's he's a wealth of knowledge. So that, I think that's going to help MLW even go to the next level. Oh yeah, certainly for sure. So uh, as we wind down here, the last last couple couple things I want to discuss is obviously you growing up around pro wrestling. I'm, I've always been curious, you know. You know, besides obviously your dad and, and your uncles, who were some of the favorites? And as you got into the business, you're like, I really want to emulate this wrestler or take a little bit from this guy and this guy and make it my style. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, growing up, um, and even uh, to now, you know, my uh tastes in wrestling have sort of changed. Um, you know, of course, when I was really young, I always was a big fan of my dad and, and the Hart Foundation, Brad Hart and Jim Neidhart and Dynamite Kid. Um, but when I was really, really young, I was a huge fan of Roddy Roddy Piper's. Um, you know, he was really unique and, and uh, you know, definitely one of a kind. Um so I was a huge fan of his. I was a really big fan of Hulk Hogan's too. And I ended up becoming a fan of ultimate warriors, you know, guys like him, Mr. Perfect. Um, I was, you know, I liked the, even I liked demolition. And uh, at one point, you know, the characters, when I was really, really, really young. Um, so I was more of a fan of the WWF. I did get like, my mom would, uh, and dad, they would record stuff from the NWA when we got a satellite which was like one of those huge, <laughs> the, yep. I don't know if you yep. remember those things, but it, yeah, they were, you, you could almost like go and lay in it. Yeah. The big, big satellites that were like 10 feet high. So I would see a lot of guys like the Steiner brothers, um, that I thought were really, really good. Cause I had never seen some of the stuff that they had done there before, you know, like the Frankensteiner and, uh, I think, you know, some of the suplexes and stuff. So I, I like them, but, you know, um, but I just didn't see a whole lot of it. I would, I would see the big pay-per-views and stuff. And then uh, as I got older, I started to, you know, I started to like um, uh, more of the Japanese-style wrestling. And when I got, you know, there was a phase when I was a teenager when ECW was on 
when it uh, got their big TV deal. And I started to really like that and get into it. And then uh, when it closed down, I uh, started watching a lot of tapes from Japan. And that was around the time when tape trading started getting really popular. So I was um, I was a huge fan of Mizawa's, uh, Kenna Kobashi, uh, Jumbo Saruta, um, let me see, Toshiaki Kawada, Jun Akiyama, uh, Hirohase, Kendo Kashin, you know, of course, Chris Benoit, um, you know, and then I, guys like Steve Williams and, and uh, Terry Gori, I was, I was a big fan of. And then, uh, you know, and then other Japanese stars would, would emerge and, and come up. I, I was always excited to get new tapes of stuff and, and see stuff in the magazine. Um, so, you know, and then years later, you know, I got into uh, a big fan of the UWF style, like uh, Akira Maeda, um, uh, Nobuhiko Takada, Kazushi Sakuraba, Tamara Kanahara. You know, and I got a chance to actually train with some of these guys as well, too. And then became a big fan of some of the old, early old stuff, like Billy Robinson and Antonio Inelke, um, that I was able to get a hold of. So there's like a, a wide range. It just, it all depends on what kind of era you're, you know, what we're talking about. But yeah, you I think some wrestlers uh, definitely, it, it, it changes during the years. And then, you know, like stuff like YouTube's now available that you can see, like, all kinds of stuff from 30, 40 years ago. Um, I even, like, lately I've become a big fan of Ricky Dozans. Um, I like that uh, slap, that overhand. Like, he does an actual proper overhand chop that I think is really good. Yeah, you And uh, yeah. he's certainly a respectable um, wrestler, you know, and, and a really uh, important figurehead and, and important person for all of Japanese pro wrestling. I don't think it would even be around if it weren't for him. Yeah. So I, I've gotten lately curious about the history about him lately as well. So whereas, you know, 10 years ago, yeah, you bring up, I, I wouldn't have been so interested. Yeah. You bring up a great point that, that style, you know, what you're into definitely changes through the years. You know, I, to me, I thought Sting and Hogan was the greatest feud of all time. But as I get older, you know, I go back and I watch those paper WCW pay-per-views because I want to watch Chris Jericho and Rey Mysterio work a match. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So, it, you know, it all depends on the, you know, the, 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 the time, time period and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it definitely has changed uh, over the years, but I um, certainly like it all, you know. Yes, yeah. So final little bit is where can everybody keep track of what you got going on coming up with MLW or independent bookings? Where can they keep track, social media, all that kind of stuff? For sure. So you can follow me. Uh, any fans that would like to follow me, I would be uh, really appreciative of it. Um, at D.B. Smith Jr. And my Instagram is at D.B. Smith Jr. as well. I do have a Facebook page, but I tend to keep that more for friends, close friends and family. Um, but certainly they can go on there and support me. And uh, definitely appreciate that. Um, you can also find me uh, on DN Sports with MLW. Um, and also not only that, but if you're not able to watch it live, MLW does have a YouTube channel that they usually air their episodes the next day. So you can keep up with me as well there. Um, 
you can also go to ngpwworld.com and there's, you have to pay for a subscription for a website for the, um, to see uh, footage on there, but you can also follow me there as well. And uh, any of the um, stuff New Japan puts on over here, that's, that's also good too. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Davey, it's been a pleasure. Good luck at the Battle Riot uh, this weekend, and uh, uh, congratulations to the whole family on the Hart Foundation going to the Hall of Fame. It's, it's been a pleasure, and we'll have to have you on again soon because this was a blast. Well, thank you very much. Um, just curious, will you be around for um, the weekend coming up here? No, uh, in New York. No, I'm I'm all the way in California, so I'm, I'm trying to try to try to make. Oh, uh, you are okay. Yeah, trying to make it work, but uh, you know, c- couldn't this time. But I I definitely want. I've been maybe next year. Right? Yeah, I've been nagging court. I'm like, we need MLW out here on the West Coast. Come on. That would be great. Yeah, for sure. So. Thank you again, and it's been a pleasure, and good luck this weekend, and keep up the great work with MLW. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. I want to thank Davey Boy Smith Jr. for joining me on this special bonus edition of the Rock and Wrestling Podcast. Very, very cool. Found a lot of interesting things he said about what some of his goals and different matches. And it was cool just to get into an overall wrestling discussion with him. Uh, I found it kind of funny at the end there when he asked his wife, I'm going to be in New York for WrestleMania weekend. Unfortunately, no, but uh, one of these days we'll be out there. But I'll be there at a, a StarCast in Vegas for Double or Nothing in AEW. So it was really cool. Uh, look forward to him. You can catch him on MLW. Uh, which is on the BN Sports Network. Also, they have a YouTube page where they post on Saturdays. They post their episodes in a condensed version if you don't get the the channel. But uh, very cool to have uh, Davey Boy on. Much, much enjoyed him. Uh, hope to have him on again. Hopefully get some of his Heart uh, Foundation members and Brian Palman Jr. and Teddy Hart to come on. But uh, if, you, if you enjoyed this, make sure you go... Listen to the WrestleMania preview. That'll get you jacked up for WrestleMania, which is this coming Sunday. Me and Matt Coon did a full lengthy preview of all the matches and discussed everything around the event. And you can keep track of everything you need to with the podcast over on Twitter at NixRW Podcast, Instagram Rock and Wrestling Podcast, and Facebook Nix Rock and Wrestling Podcast. You can support the podcast over at Patreon.com and get these bonus episodes early at patreon.com slash rnwpodcast and you can go over to rockandwrestlingpodcast.com get your official merchandise and help support it so I'll see you back here on Wednesday with Frankie Kazarian to do the classic album review of And Justice For All and start thinking maybe if you want you can tweet me or email me whatever some, some cool ideas you'd want for a bonus episode for the May bonus episode. So, once again, much appreciate all the support. We'll be right back here on Wednesday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Peace. I'm out. <laughs>